You're listening to On the Couch with Carly. Carly's Couch is a safe space to talk. I'm a psychologist, but I'm not your pipe-smoking, tweed-wearing stereotype. Okay, welcome to another episode of On the Couch with Carly. Today, I'd like to talk to you about self-care. Um, and I just want to speak to you a little bit about self-care from my perspective and why I think it's so useful and how we need to think about it so that it actually is useful to us. So interestingly, self-care is actually something that comes out of the medical world. And what it what it really is about is it's about a kind of a set of behaviors that doctors and um, physicians and people who are interested in managing illness, they use self-care as a term to describe a set of behaviors that speaks to a person's ability to take care of their own physical and mental health and well-being. And this could be anything in terms of like optimizing health, but it's also in terms of preventing illness and managing chronic illness. My interest in self-care, though, has got less to do with um, preventing illness or managing the symptoms of a, of a chronic illness and more to do with nurturing the relationship that you have with yourself. So I'm really interested in, and I believe that therapy is a part of this, is we have to invest in ourselves. We have to nurture and put in the time and the work and the effort into our relationship with ourselves, just as we would a relationship with anyone else of significance to us. And for me, that's where self-care comes in. So the importance of self-care is that you have to start by being aware of yourself and being aware of your needs and most importantly, you then have to be the one to take responsibility for meeting those needs. And I think that this is probably the most important thing that I could teach anyone or the most important lesson that I have to learn myself in this life. And so one that I want to keep reminding myself and others about. Now, let's just talk about why is self-care difficult? Self-care is difficult if you don't know about it, right? We, if we don't know that we actually have to prioritize ourselves and we have to put ourselves first and think about what is good for us and what's healthy for us and what would optimize our well-being, you know, you just don't know. And so you don't think to put yourself first. And I think a lot of people have to first start to become aware that self-care is something that really needs to be focused on. So at the very least, I hope that this podcast reminds you or gives you your first introduction into self-care so that you can hear from me. I'm telling you, you need to take care of yourself. You know, I think the other barrier is that we often think that the small, insignificant, seemingly insignificant things that make up self self-care won't really make a difference. And so we will rather just kind of carry on as is, even though we may be overwhelmed and we may be struggling. And um, and that's the biggest, the, the biggest reasons I think people don't take on self-care. 
But also I think the issue is that there might not be adequate support for 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 you to really take care of yourself. You actually need to be supported. You need someone to to also be thinking about you and being kind of on board with you taking care of yourself. Now, I like to not prescribe what self-care is. I really think that it can be literally anything. And, you know, if I say, oh, self-care is doing this or doing that, then you'll think that that's what self-care is. And I really want to step away from that because actually self-care can be anything. It's a, it's a, it could be a multitude of things and it can be as simple as flossing your teeth, you know, or having a shower every day. And it can be as complicated or as um, kind of deep as a, a meditation around, you know, health and abundance or um, going to see your psychologist. Self-care is really useful for managing burnout and for managing stress. And, you know, it's the number one thing we say to anyone who comes, you know, with stress or burnout symptoms is that you have to find balance. So if you're working too hard or you're over-invested in your work or you spend too long studying or working or doing anything that is excessive to the point of you have no balance in your life, you have no other place to kind of, you know, exercise or just express yourself in another in another way, then you get often a bit um, worn out because you kind of use, it's almost like you're using the only one muscle group and it doesn't work like that. You actually have to keep um, the balance somehow by doing different things and by keeping your interests varied. So what we often say to people is you need to find time for self-care. And what I think happens with that is that it feels like another thing on the to-do list. So now not only do I have to balance going to work um, trying my best and always trying to be, you know, su- successful and succeeding and putting all my energy in and whatever. But now I've got to not only that, I've got to maybe find time to exercise, see friends, spend time with my family, you know, do self care, all these things. It just ends up being like feeling like another added, you know, another, another thing to add. And I think that that can can be very stressful and can also lead to a sense of failure. So now people come to me and they go, um, you know, oh, I didn't do my meditation. You know, I'm so bad. I'm so sorry. Or whatever it may be. And and there's like a feeling of guilt and a feeling of of shame. I I was bad. I didn't do I didn't do good this week. You know, I didn't um I didn't put my my best foot forward because I wasn't practicing self-care. And I think that almost goes contrary to what we're trying to achieve. So Self-care is so important and I would, you know, would love every one of you to start implementing it in some way, but I want you to think about it as something that is not, uh, it's not on the to-do list, it's not a, it's not a, a chore, it's, it's actually something that you are naturally curious about or something that you're naturally interested in doing or something that you're naturally inclined to want to do you know, that can be self-care too. So first step is find out what you actually like, what you, what invigorates you, what brings you joy, and just try to incorporate that in, in whichever capacity you can into your, into your life, into your daily routine. Um, 
and then take that definition and broaden it. So self-care is not just doing the best things that you that you like to do, you know, having a having a fun party with your friends or being free enough to exercise on the beach or whatever. It's, it's it doesn't always have to be like to that degree. Self-care can be as simple as I said as brushing your teeth or showering or managing to make one healthy meal in a day or even one healthy meal in a week, you know. That's a moment of self-care. And it's it's almost not so much about enforcing new behaviors, but it's about recognizing the behaviors that, you are, that you're already doing and reframing them as self-care. Because I think what we really want to step away from is creating a, a situation where we can either, um, you know, succeed or fail at self-care. I think we need to aim for self-care, aim for balance, aim for having kind of varied interests and varied um, activities in our week, um, but then also to to kind of be realistic and also to understand that sometimes we're not going to manage to do everything we set out to do and we're not going to manage to be as balanced and healthy and kind of, you know, optimal as we would like to be. And I think that's a really important lesson to just see it as a goal in a sense of like like an intention and not in, 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 in terms of something that if you don't achieve it, you failed. We also have to kind of be okay with the imbalance. We have to be okay with the with the times we're not in harmony. In order to to really take care of yourself, you have to you have to be accepting of the times when you're not taking care of yourself, and to give yourself, yeah, to give yourself credit for just showing up and having the intention of taking care of yourself and having a more balanced life. It's not about necessarily always achieving perfection and always having success in terms of how much self-care you wish to do in a week, but just to be aware of oneself, you know, to have that self-awareness to say, this was less optimal for me. You know, this aspect of this was less optimal for me. If I'd maybe done this, I would have been taking care of myself more. It's, it's, it's not about always getting it right, but about observing and being aware of where you are in any one moment and kind of acknowledging to yourself how much of yourself you were taking care of at that time. And then also to know that it's your responsibility to monitor that and to be very aware of when that, where that boundary is and when you cross over that boundary. So to know your own boundaries, to know when something has gone beyond what is kind of acceptable is really important. And, you know, I'll just give you an example from my own life as a psychologist, it's, you know, it's kind of, I suppose I know about self-care the most because of having studied psychology and, and hearing always that the theory is that if you're in the helping professions, your, you know, your self-care is very, very important and you have to take care of yourself in order to give to others all the time. And where that comes in is that if you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not observing your own stuff and you know where your triggers are and where your difficulties are coming up in life then you are not going to be aware when your clients come in and maybe press on those triggers you're not going to necessarily be aware of that or you're going to be so overwhelmed by it that you're not going to be of use to your client in that moment um and i think that that's really relevant and so in order to be a 
in order to be there for other people. And we all are to some capacity there for other people, whether we are, you know, whether it's your family or friends, your colleagues, whether you're uh, an employee or a boss or whoever it is, you know, whoever you are, you are going to be in relationship to another person. And we all at some point kind of take care of someone else. We're, we're responsible for or we have to lead someone. And in order to do that, we first have to take care of ourselves. And um, we can't actually be available to others and to meeting others' needs if we are not sufficiently okay in ourselves. Um, and that's another reason why psychologists also are, you know, it's, it's recommended that psychologists see their own therapists and are in therapy themselves because that is another version of that, that, that you, you have to be held. You have to have that space for yourself so that you can hold all the other people that need holding. I read this other really interesting thing by this guy called Stefan Deutsch, and he is a psychotherapist as well. And he's also, also the author of a, of a book called Love Decoded, which I thought was cool. And he said, the secret ingredient, and he th- and he really believes this is, is that we're not recognizing that self care has to come out of love, self love, and that first before people can start to practice self care, they first need to actually feel self love, and so if we want to teach self care to anyone, we first need to teach self love, and and how do you do that, right? What is what is that going to be? What is that going to look like? So what he says is it's about reframing. It's kind of like what I said earlier about if, you know, instead of trying to add onto the list, look at what you're already doing and try and reframe things to see what you're doing in your life. And so he says things like keeping yourself clean, like, you know, taking a regular bath and um, or shower and, and brushing your teeth and, you know, eating healthy and just eating, you know, keeping yourself fueled. Um, Those are actually acts of self-love. We prioritize other people's needs and we don't consider the fact that we have to meet our needs first and we we instead look at people who we see as um, choosing to meet their own needs first and we call them selfish or we say they're self-absorbed and we're actually we really need to think about that a little bit. We need to really think about how it's very important to take care of yourself from a place of self-love. That it's that to prioritize oneself in the way of love is a totally different thing. That's not selfish and that's not that's not self-absorbed. We deserve love and the biggest issue is that people don't know that they deserve love and and many people who come to my office that's one of the first lessons we teach. Um, is just to say, hang on, have you noticed how you talk to yourself? Have you noticed the words you use? Would you say that to someone that you care about? Would you really say that to someone you care about? And most people cannot believe the things they say to themselves that they're not even aware of because they're not loving themselves. They're not taking care of themselves from a place of real care and love. They may be kind of behaving in certain ways that would be called self-care, but it's not coming from self-love. It's coming from duty or obligation or societal pressure, or maybe it's just literally ritual or um, routine. They're just doing it out of routine. They're not 
doing it mindfully. They're not doing it because it's for them. Um, and some people are really afraid of prioritizing themselves. Some people really feel um, nervous about saying, I'm putting myself first. You know, it feels awkward. Or, And I think a lot of that has to do with, well, I think that has to do with shame. I think that we have got so much stuff that we hide away, that we are afraid of, um, that there's parts of us that we don't feel um, confident about or we feel are our bad parts, our uncool parts, our yucky parts, you know? And we just, we, be, we basically walk around with this feeling that we've just got to hide. You know, we've just got to stay stay under the radar, hide those parts. And um, Brene Brown talks a lot about this. If you're interested, um, you know, Google Brene Brown. She has the most amazing uh, TED Talks on vulnerability and shame. And really what what shame says is you're not worthy. You're not worthy. You're not good enough. Um, and And my process is always about like reckoning with that. Like where did you get that message from? Where did you learn that you're not good enough, that you're not worthy of love? And when you get to a point where you realize, no, damn it, I am worthy. I will be, I will be good enough for myself. I am good enough for myself. Then you can start to practice self-love. And when that moment happens, oh, I love that moment. Um, it happens again and again because, of course, we reach that moment and then we go back 10 steps and then we have to go back there again. I mean, that's how the process is. But when I when we get to that moment, even though it's again and again and again, um, I love that moment because at that point then you see the twinkle in the eye. You know, the person goes, oh, I'm allowed to love myself. I'm allowed to do this for me. I'm allowed to feel good about myself. I'm allowed to change the, the words in my head from words that are cruel and critical and, and unkind to words of care and love and compassion. I can start behaving in ways to myself and to others that demonstrate that I really care about myself. Because people who care about themselves, people who love themselves, also treat other people with more care and the world around them with more care. So it's really, guys, it's the secret to world peace. Okay. <laughs> okay. So this dude, Stefan Deutsch, he has three take-home messages. And these are the messages I want to leave with you today. I think they're brilliant. I'm so with him. I'm like, yeah, where's this dude? He's the best. Okay. So number one, people need to be taught that it is okay to love yourself, people. It's okay to love yourself. I sound like Oprah. <laughs> it's okay to love yourself just as much as it is okay to eat and to drink so that you are nourished, right? We do that. We nourish ourselves with eat, with eating, with food, with drink. Um, and just like that, it's okay to love ourselves. So we need to learn how to do that effectively. We need to actually learn. And just like we needed to learn how to feed ourselves independently, um, we also need to learn how to be self-sufficient when it comes to feeding ourselves love. And I love this concept because it feels like it's developmental. It feels like it's about growth. It's about maturation. It's about coming into um, maturity and, um, you know, being being bigger, being kind of like grown up, but not grown up in the like, grown ups way, <laughs> but like grown up in like a like 
you know when you're a kid and you start to learn the stuff that you that your parents are doing for you, then you get to do it for yourself. And you're like, yeah, hell yeah, I'm nailing this. You know, like that's the feeling I want you to have when you're doing this. Like, yes, I can do this for myself. You know, there's so many people out there waiting for a lover, waiting for someone to love them, waiting for you know going going out and 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 kind of sacrificing safety and sacrificing um you know va- their value systems and and a whole lot of stuff to take a kind of second grade feeling that may feel like love at the time um because you 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 have that desire to feel loved to feel worthy and and you're looking for other people to fill that that void well i'm here to tell you that you need to fill that void and and it starts right now. So this is this is the deal, guys. It's about building your relationship with yourself. It's about recognizing that any relationship that needs to get built, over it has to happen over time. And in order to trust, it's got to be built in such a way that there is an experience of safety and reliability. So you don't just take yourself out for, you know, one moment of of self care and and then it's a done deal like that doesn't it doesn't work like that you've got to you've got to really commit to the process and you've got to show up and you've got to show up not just on the days when you're looking hot and you're feeling fly and everything's cool you got to show up in the hard days too so you got to show up when you don't feel like getting out of bed, when you got a massive zit on your face, you got to show up when you're feeling fat, you got to show up when you're feeling lost, you got to show up when you're feeling um, like someone doesn't care about you, you've got to show up when you're feeling rejected, when you're feeling abandoned, when you're feeling alone. Those are the times you've got to show up for yourself. And if you do show up, if you show up with love, with compassion, with kindness again and again and again, do you know what will happen? You'll start to rely on yourself. You'll start to rely on yourself being there and showing up and you'll start to feel trust. And you know what happens after that? Life feels easier. Mm, maybe not easier. Life feels more manageable because you know that you've got someone who's got your back and that person is you. And so yes, you might have to suffer from all of that, all those yucky things that life throws at you, like pain and suffering, breakups and heartaches and all of that. But you'll be okay because you've got yourself. You've got yourself, you've got your self-love and you're going to care for yourself through acts of self-care. That's all I'm talking about today. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned, subscribe, link up, all, all of that. Cool. Thank you so much. Bye. This podcast is recorded at Edible Audio in Cape Town, South Africa. Edited by Edible Audio. Original music by Alex Smiley.